Hi, and welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. As always, each episode of the Open Government Podcast will bring you an interview with someone working on open government and citizen engagement in their communities. And today, we're going to be listening and speaking with Keith McDonald, the Open Data Lead for the City of Toronto. And Keith McDonald uh, actually has a very special title as well for me. He is the king of the Open Government Tour interviews. Keith, you did not, you were the one who did the most interviews on the Open Government Tour. You have that belt. <laughs> Excellent. You were called upon. You were you were always there whenever I needed a guest. So thank you for that. And now we're going to take that 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 conversation we're having on the tour and uh, put in posterity forever and ever. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the genesis of the City of Toronto's Open Data Portal, how it all came to be, and then we'll go from there. Sure thing. We began our journey in 2009 when then-Mayor David Miller spoke at the uh, MESH conference here in Toronto in April of 2009, and he announced at that conference that the City of Toronto would start releasing its data in the fall. Uh, so we didn't give a specific date in the fall, but we actually released, and our birthday is coming up uh, when we're recording this, our birthday is November 4th, so we're hitting our fourth year this year, fifth year this year. And um, so we made the deadline, we released a trickle of data sets, some of the what we call the low-hanging fruit, uh, but we got started, and we certainly started uh, at the beginning to liaising with the community, uh, asking them what they thought we should do. It's the typical questions you're faced with when you start, you know, how much data uh, do you want at all? Do we open the tap? Can we open the tap? So we, we investigated a lot of those kind of questions to get ourselves going, including looking at licenses, talking to people like David Eves locally, Mark Kuznicki, uh, Ryan. Ryan Merkley is another gentleman I should uh, should mention his name. So it, it was a bit of uh, talking to the crowd out there, finding out um, some of their feelings around it. I think I would sum it up by saying we didn't want to tell. We didn't want to tie it up in a nice little bow. We were, in fact, advised not to. Just start getting your data out, and the rest will start to fall into place. And sure enough, that's what's happened. Well, happy birthday. And uh, <laughs> if uh, you said you went out to the community and asked them what they were looking for. What kind of feedback did you get from the community, especially at that time when the whole idea of open data was still pretty nascent? Yeah, actually, what was interesting, I think, uh, looking back now, is that there was there was quite an active vocal community, but in a way, it was the numbers weren't huge. So we were able to uh, actually meet up with a lot of people, and and originally it was what I call the hardcore raw "let me use your data" people. Uh, so they advised us really to just start getting the data out. Uh, don't necessarily uh, work extremely hard on the perfection of that data because you'll never get there. Uh, so we, we took that to heart. Uh, and of course, as we started, then we started to meet other people. And in fact, I would even say the evolution from the start in 2009 to now in 2014 is that there's a whole new layer of people coming into the arena, if you like, the open data arena, who aren't hardcore coders, but they're advocates, they're community developers, they're uh, marketers, they're entrepreneurs. And uh, they're looking at sort of in, in, enlarging our open data uh, perspective and, and, and place. So it's more than just raw data now. It really has to be a discussion, much like Richard, I'm sure, uh, witnessed when I was doing the Skyping in on your tours. There's a lot of discussion from people who don't really know what to do with raw data. So what do we do with them? And in our initial days, the community was really focused on, you know, we want to make apps. We want to sort of grind it out. But that, the conversation has really enlarged a lot. And I, I don't think we've lost some of that original people either. But it's it's bigger, better, badder, if you like, now than it was at the start. <laughs> 
Now, one of the things that you guys did that I really loved about the city of Toronto, and real quick, I should mention that the that Toronto belongs to Canada's G4, which are the four Canadian cities that have really sort of taken the lead on open gov and open data. But one of the things that you guys did very well is that you went to where the public was instead of bringing people in. So the one thing that comes to mind here is the data A conference. I'm not quite sure if I'm using the right term. Is it the data A conference? Is it the data A event? Uh, you say data, I say data. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, it was actually that was one of the events that we put on at City Hall. This was after well, was it 2011 ish, somewhere in there. We were a couple of years in, and we wanted to. We felt after going out to some of the hacks and change camps and various other discussions that we should we should try to bring people into the city to meet people from the city. So at that particular event, we I remember quite strongly, we introduced uh, people through color tags. I think it was the blues, we asked them to stand up, and that was all the city people. And we asked then the reds to stand up, and that was all the outside people. And we said, that's how you can identify each other. And we provided some opportunity for dialogue at that point, which I think is a common theme, at least here in Toronto, is we, we dialogue, we converse, we don't try to isolate or, or work in small silos. I think that's something we've really, uh, both the community and, and our group has shared, is this willingness to, to be together. Together. But you've also created like the data A or the data A blog. Uh, you've got some very active Twitter accounts. You're creating, you're, you're, you're inviting the community within your planning meetings. Like how does that culture happen in a city as big and as massive as Toronto, which we would think would have a lot of bureaucracy attached to it? And how come some other cities are having more difficulties? Like, can, can you explain the culture difference? Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> no, actually, I think uh, we have to we have to credit people like Trish Garner, for example, who was the open data manager uh, for for a number of years. She just recently left the city, and uh, certainly her attitude was very much to crowdsource. And and again, we really bought into the things that the Marks and the David Eves were talking about, um, not believing that we were experts by any means. And in fact, it was such a new place, right? It made sense not to to take that traditional government bureaucracy standpoint, which I think we could define it as tell, don't ask. We flipped it around. You know, we, we asked people to tell. And I think it, it really was a core group. I mean, city clerk's office felt the same way. Uh, the, the personalities that, that sort of were thrown into the open data mix um, were of a similar mindset. So there wasn't a lot of resistance from the team to go about it that way. As we enlarged in our requests inside the city, sure enough, we did encounter bureaucracy. We still do. Um, and in fact, I, I recall the Skype in on Sudbury, there was dialogue up there around what was going on with their dialoguing the community. And I had just spoke, I think, before all that unfolded about this very thing. And I think perhaps what Sudbury is experiencing and maybe some other cities is that they, they've, they're looking at the tell not the ask. So I would certainly say our experience has been you can't you can't go wrong by asking first. Um, it really makes sense. Invite the dialogue, listen, discuss, argue, debate. Um, but as long as you're at the table and you've got uh, the community at the table, I mean, how can you go wrong? At the very least, people are going to say both sides are trying because they're at the table. That's great. And and you mentioned there's some other cities that are having some trouble grappling with this, with the idea of the tell, don't ask. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell, yeah. but ask. Uh, what are some of the things that you would tell them if they are encountering this kind of issue in the bureaucracy? That how, how, do they sell, how do they sell it to the people in the bureaucracy? How do they, how do they convince people? What, yeah, yeah the, the non-Kool-Aid drinkers like you, <laughs> give them their sales pitch. That's right. Well, first of all, you do make the Kool-Aid and you, you don't tell them it's Kool-Aid and you serve it. <laughs> 
you serve it at the meeting. I, I think it's interesting because, uh, let's see, I was uh, listening in on Halifax, Charlottetown, um, Moncton, uh, out west in Winnipeg as well. And there was, you know, little pockets of uh, greatness, I think, everywhere, to be fair to everybody. But I did notice that there was really quite quite a few different levels of, of attack, if you like. How, how do we go about this thing? And I, I think that's one of the exciting things about your tour, Richard, is that there is a perspective that you certainly have, and, and someone like myself, one of the reasons I wanted to do uh, the interviews with you was to get that sort of um, feeling of what's going on. So I would say that the, the answer for people is to investigate what other cities have done, along with your engaging your community. If there's resistance, then start with the city, uh, other cities rather, and you're probably going to hear this uh, advice from, I can't imagine... Uh, the rest of the G4, for instance, not echoing this. So that would be Edmonton, Vancouver, and Ottawa. And you're going to start hearing. Um, and then maybe engage one person from your community. Perhaps there's a few people that are already showing themselves as um, allies or, or at least people that you know that are engaging with City Hall already. So it doesn't have to start huge, like invite your whole community in and uh, so on. You can take baby steps if you like. But those little uh, mini successful uh, meetings that you're going to have will start to demonstrate, I think, that, you know, this is going to work, that nothing bad is necessarily going to transpire. That's assuming that you set things up fair and reasonably and people understand what you're trying to do. And again, you're just open to open data. You know, you're putting it all on the table. This is what we're thinking. What are you thinking? Um, it seems to me like very logical advice. And um, I would say if a city, uh, the city of Toronto can do it, virtually anybody could, because as you, as you mentioned, we're big, we've got a huge council, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, uh, it, I think the proof is in the results, and I would certainly encourage everyone to, to give it a shot and don't let maybe traditional stylistical government process uh, determine how you're going to go about this little pocket corner of the world called open data. And the advantage of the word open data, I think, is so useful, right? Because that word open, uh, you can't really have open data and be closed about it, or, or at least it's pretty ironic if that's what you're doing. That's uh, brilliant advice. Thanks for sharing that. Before we let you go, I, I do want to ask, uh, so you're a bit of a, bit of a, a musician and a, and a very a talented one, in fact, and we've been using your, uh, your open government tour song that you recorded uh, as our intro and outro music. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about why you made the song, where it came from, and, uh, and, and what it means to you. Yeah, actually, I think um, when you look at the things people can do to contribute to a process, such as what Richard was doing with the government tour, um, I couldn't throw any financing his way from the from our area in the open data. Our budget is virtually non-existent. <laughs> uh, but what could I do? Well, certainly things like grabbing the guitar and seeing if there might be something that I could uh, offer up, uh, knowing that you're going to be doing some videos and you're you're you're, you're going to be blogging and, and so on. I, I just thought that putting two and two together it was something that I would I wanted to give it a shot. So I'm glad you like the music, and uh, uh, that was really my motivation. I wanted to show some support and, and do what I could do with whatever skills I've got to um to offer something that could be useful for you in the tour so that's really it and i and i was so overwhelmed especially because you know how much i love this idea of civic engagement as art and uh, your open data song uh will be also put in the show notes you've been very much an artist in this in this space as well as an organizer and, and just a great mind so thank you so much uh, for doing this. We do have to wrap, unfortunately. So um, with that being said, um, thank you. <laughs> and 
thank you. Right back at you. Thanks a lot. That was Keith McDonald from the City of Toronto on the Open Government Podcast. As a small little taste of this, what Keith's been able to do, if you stay tuned after the podcast, we'll be including most of the song after this so you can listen to what he's recorded. And if you have any questions about today's episode or if you'd like to speak uh, more to Keith, learn more about the, the work he's been doing or just tell him he's doing great work, um, you can reach him at uh, Twitter handle C-O-T Keith, I believe. Is that correct? Cot Keith, City of Toronto Keith. That's yes. correct. And the hashtag for the podcast is OGTPod. Thanks again to Keith. Uh, I'm Samir Vasta. And I'm Richard Pietro. Thanks for listening. Hello, Richard. Hello, friends. This is Keith coming to you from Toronto, the city that greets you with folded arms. And this is the Open Data Song. You say data. I say data, but it doesn't really matter. Open data, open data. No, it doesn't really matter as long as it's free, machine readable, and available. You may say a PDF is good enough. They don't like it. Well, that's just tough. But that's not open. That data's frozen. Can't boil that ocean. Here's a notion. Make it free, machine readable, and available. You say data, I say data, but it doesn't really matter. Open data, open data. No, it doesn't really matter as long as it's free, machine readable, and available. Here's where you sing. As long as it's free, machine readable, and available. Can't hear yet. As long as it's free, machine readable, and available. One more time. As long as it's free, machine readable, and available. Thank you very much.